1: All right, all right, all right. Welcome to this week's episode of Unfuck Nation. I am your host, Gary John Bishop, bringing you the best of Scottish and transatlantic accents. We have got a knockout fucking show for you this week. Like, just knockout. This is a subject that I get asked about frequently. And I mean, two or three times a week, I get either a call, an email, something on social media, DM, something about this subject. What subject? The subject of winning them back. So what does that mean? It means that people have found themselves in some sort of relationship that wasn't turning out, seemed like their partner was leaving or had left or was expressing some kind of distance. And people were reaching out to me saying, how do I win them back? Now, There's so much in this, right? Even just being asked that fucking question is interesting to me. How do I win somebody back? And, you know, and I really mean this. You got to get this to your bones. You you guys know you're part of the nation. No punches pulled. Truth right between the eyeballs. There's a fucking arrogance to that question. How do I win them back? There's an arrogance to that, like, you're in control. That's bullshit. Okay? You got to give up the idea of winning anybody back. Because, and I know there's people out there. I've even seen things online of people who will coach you and how to win people back. Here's what they're coaching you, how to fucking manipulate. And they're coaching you how to manipulate. And ultimately what you'll be doing is turning yourself inside out, adopting something to try and produce an outcome, but it's not really you. So the trouble that you think you're trying to get over right now, you're just going to face it again at some point in the future. So this notion of winning somebody back, to me, given everything that I know, is complete fucking bullshit, right? Now, that doesn't mean to say you're powerless, right? doesn't mean, you know, you should just throw your hands up in the air. But it does mean you got to stop approaching your situation from a place of winning somebody back. Because ultimately, what are you winning? What are you out to win? And here's what you'll find. It's not that you're out to win something. You're out to restore something. You're out to put something back that was perhaps once there, but is no longer there. A really common way of looking at this is people say, well, you know, there's no love there now, right? But I'm telling you, like, there's no love there is a product of what is actually missing. So, that there's no love in your relationship with another as a product of something else. You hear this all the time, you know, especially in people in relationships that don't work. There's some kind of loss of what I'm going to call trust here. Like, they can't rely on you to be you, they can't rely on your word, your honor. They can't rely on that you'll go above how you feel and honor something greater than that. There's something about you that they are no longer invested in. That's the big piece here that I want you to first get. They're not invested in who you say you are. And the problem is, by the way, the more you try and contort yourself to get someone to change their mind, the more lost you are. You can't do that. You cannot approach somebody and say, tell me what I need to do or who I need to be to make you change your mind. That's a fucking blunder of gargantuan proportions. So if you've done that or you're thinking of doing that, put the fucking brakes on it, no matter how tempting, because, you know, if you're someone who's currently, rejected by another right like somebody says this isn't working for me i don't want this relationship the more you try and jump in on that and manipulate that your manipulation is obvious you're just adding to the damage that's already been done the way to restore yourself with anyone is in consistent action but not to prove anything to them but rather to restore yourself with yourself to kind of realize that somewhere along the line, what you really betrayed was your sense of you. You know, if you've had an affair or you've got a litany of saying things and then doing other things and you're unreliable, or you said to this person, I would and I would and I will and I will and I will and you didn't, 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 and now they're fucking sick of it and they're out. The act of restoring yourself is really not for that relationship. It's for you. It's to get yourself on some sort of even keel. It's not unusual when somebody does that, that the person they were in relationship with sees that and thinks, oh my gosh, they really are getting their shit together, right? But I would give you even a word of warning there. If you're making those kinds of changes with yourself for another, you won't be able to sustain it. You're trying to be somebody that you're not. This is about you restoring yourself to you, to that kind of whole sense of self. So trust is a function of actions. Trusting another is a function of actions. Withholding your trust of another is another thing, by the way, that I ask you to be wary of. You don't want to turn yourself into an untrusting human being. So the way that I look at it with some people, and I've done this over many years, I trust everybody, but I'm also clear that there are certain people who are not reliable for what they say, and I treat them accordingly. That's all. I trust you. I trust you. And you're not reliable. And if you demonstrate to me a willingness and the real world, like the ability to be reliable, then I'll treat you as reliable. Because you've demonstrated reliability to me. But the minute you demonstrate unreliability, I'll treat you accordingly. So I don't come at that whole thing about broken trust and all that. And I'll tell you, like, one of the reasons why I don't do it is because there's so much fucking drama in it. So much like, I was betrayed. Right? No, I mean, they, they betrayed themselves first. They said they were gone and they didn't. You were just the impact of their betrayal. They betrayed themselves. And by the way, so ultimately what got betrayed, if you look at it in reality, was the matter of their honor, the matter of what they said they would do. You, my dramatic little friend, you're just the impact of that betrayal. And I get that impact for you might be painful and whatever, right? And you might be upset, angry, frustrated, sad, all that other shit. And I guess this is part of my big thing that I'm going to be banging the drum about this thing for about the next two years. And I'm serious, by the way, how to get your honor back. How to get your honor back. How to be an honorable man or an honorable woman. How to live with honor. Not like the shit you see in the movies or like honor in terms of like the military or the fucking royal family or some. I mean, to honor oneself. What is it to honor who the, who the fuck you are? What is it to live an honorable life? And so I guess to tie all this in a nice transformed bow, if you're asking me the question of how to get them back, you're already fucked. Not about that. It's about restoring who you are for you. They might get interested in that. They might not, but none of that matters. And even though it might seem like it matters to you right now, your job in this time is to start to give your life to restoring you to you. Gonna add a little piece to this though. Sometimes when you look at your actions in life, you'll see that you've done damage and aftermath. And if you think of that word restore, the question you would ask yourself is, what could I do that would restore that for that person? Now, sometimes people are going to say, there's nothing you can say, there's nothing you can do that would restore that for me. And that's where you got to just leave that right there. You say, I get that. And what you're actually dealing with is their unwillingness to be complete. And that's okay. Sometimes people are completely unwilling to be complete. That's okay. It's all right. They're stuck. They're where they're at. What you can do is offer them the open opportunity that if ever this thing becomes burdensome for them or problematic for them, that you're happy to handle it with them in a way that would complete it for them. So that's your big thing right there. It's like you always have the opportunity to get things complete. You always have the opportunity to complete the circle. But when you start again, this nonsense about winning people back. I'm sorry. That's too much fucking Hollywood. Let it go. As usual, we're going to go to a break here shortly. If you want to contribute to future shows, please email me, connect at garyjohnbishop.com. Or you can call me on the GJB hotline, 646-450-3203. You'll hear my dulcet tones answer the telephone with a little automated message and you can leave your question, your conundrum, your comment. And by the way, those of you that have had victories, you know, I do get these emails from people who have had victories and things they have done and things they have produced that are reading something or get inspired by something. Please. I'm always delighted to hear those things, I'll and I'll share them with the rest of the nation too. We're going to go on a little break here. We're coming back with uh, some questions from Steven and uh we're gonna get to unfucking the nation which nation whichever one you're fucking in see you in a few
0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Okay, welcome back to the second half of the show. This is the part of the show where Stephen comes in with questions from members of the nation who have got items in their life that they want to bring to the nation and have answered here on the podcast. So, Stephen, what have we got for this week? Gary, we
0: got some real barn burners this week. Andrew says, recently I got out of the most toxic taxing relationship I've ever been in. We were both emotionally draining, so I'm having a really hard time with making excuses for the way that I was. How can I take ownership of what I've done and close this chapter in my life without dwelling in the past?
1: That's a great question. And yes, I'm actually going to give you the key to doing this. So I've coached lots and lots of people coming out of relationships, right? Like who are trying to find a way to, as I say, complete the circle, right? So what's the circle? The circle was the beginning of the relationship. How do I bring that to a conclusion? Now, For anybody listening right now, if you look back in some of your relationships that ended, it ended on some kind of sour note, some kind of like thing that you would like it to perhaps been different, or they would like, have liked it to be different, or it just kind of petered out to nothing in a kind of weird way, which relationships sometimes do. And as you're listening to this right now, the relationship or relationships that come to mind as I'm saying this those are the ones that for you are still incomplete. The circle never closed. It was left there in the fucking, you know, nothingness of the universe like an open wound. Maybe not a painful one, maybe a painful one, but an open one nonetheless. And how we kind of handle that is we move on. You're like, oh, I've moved on. I'm doing different things. But every now and again, that little sore makes itself known. So for everybody who's finds himself like nodding your head right now, like, Oh shit. Yeah. I know what he's talking about. I'm going to show you how to get that complete for yourself. And then obviously for Andrew, right? So the common consensus is I'll take responsibility for my role in this shit show. And that is one way of doing it, but you'll never complete the circle doing that. And there are people, by the way, who have done that work. Well, let me look at my role. But it never completed the circle for them. Why not? Because when I say, well, let me take responsibility for my role. What's in the unsaid? You got to think for a moment. Here's what's in the unsaid. Their role. And so this circle getting complete at some level, requires their compliance or their involvement for it to get complete. Some of you have had those relationships where people sit down at the end and go, you know what? Yeah, we were just fucking terrible for each other. Yeah, this is best for both of us. And I still think you're a great person. And yeah, those are the fucking exception that prove the rule that people generally, when they break up, it's a painful thing. So then how do I handle this, Mr. Fucking Scottish man? Let me tell you, you own it the whole fucking thing, how it turned out. You absolve them of anything. And I mean, anything like anything, they were just being themselves. They were doing whatever they do. If there's something about that, that they're not okay with, they should handle that. What you do is you look at the situation and say, I got myself into this. I behaved this way when I was in it and I got the results. I got the results of somebody who put themselves in a relationship and behaved that way. Whatever way you behave or don't behave, you live that life. Right? As I said on an episode many weeks ago, people treat you the way you train them to. People will step into the void that you leave in the unsaid. And so I would add this in terms of like the guilt trip that you're on. Even if you've done the ownership thing, right? And you're like, yeah, I did take complete ownership and I'm still experiencing the guilt or the shame. Guilt and shame are are like little diversions from getting on with your life rather than striking a blow for what's next. You're more intimidated by the future than burdened by the past. That's why you keep revisiting it. So you own the whole thing, how it went, how it started, how it went, how it turned out, how it ended. I'm owning the whole fucking thing and I'm absolving you of it. Now, if you're still on speaking terms of that person, you might say that to them. You might call them up and say, look, I've just been thinking this thing through and, you know, I wasn't easy to live with and it must have been fucking challenging. to listen to me bump my fucking gums about this thing and that thing. You know, it must have been challenging to deal with me when I was this way or that way. And I just want to let you know, I'm taking responsibility for all of that and I'm not blaming you for anything. Now, those of you that are currently gritting your fucking teeth, Just hold your shit together. Let me get through this whole thing. You'll see. But when you do that, Andrew, it gets complete, right? Now, if you cannot have a conversation with that person, then I would advise you to write a letter. You don't have to mail the letter. You just write it out. You don't do this, though, like some kind of strategy. You do this authentically when you look at your actions and go, yeah, I've been an asshole, or I was too overbearing, or I was too easygoing or I was too disconnected, or I was too needy, or I was too... Just look in the relationship. Look at the ways of being and acting that were there. And you got the results that were consistent with that. And again, those of you that are still gritting your teeth, keep grinding, but realize you're going to sound a bit silly in a moment once I unfold or unpack this whole thing for you. You see, there's shit that people do. And there's shit that people don't do. And there's stuff that they do that I approve of. And there's stuff that they do that I don't approve of. And la, 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 la. That's what it is to be a human being. Right? That's what it is to share the planet with other human beings. They do their thing. I do mine. I saw this brilliant quote. And it's probably by Confucius or somebody really wise. But it was something along the lines of a wise man Wrestles with his own ego, and an unwise man wrestles with everybody else's. And that's kind of like the point I'm getting here. It's about realizing you are the master of your own experience, you are the king or queen of your own little emotional kingdom. And it's your job to take complete ownership and responsibility for that little realm that you reside in. And so completing a relationship to finally let that thing go is one of 100% authentic ownership. Like I own how that went. I'm not going to blame them for that. I'm not, they did what they did, but that's up to them. I don't judge others. I'm here to hold myself accountable. I'm here to be a powerful human being. Now, for those of you with the gritted teeth, I invite you to just unclench for a second here, okay? We're in a society where blame is everything. And believe it or not, we'd rather live our lives blaming through gritted teeth than have peace of mind and freedom for ourselves. Why? Because we think somehow we're letting them off the hook for something. And I get that might be your approach. But then I say to you, Yeah, but at what cost? Holding on to this is costing you what? Your joy? Satisfaction? Your freedom? Your peace of mind? Calm? Your sense of power? Like you'll cash all of that in to hold on to some notion of being right about somebody else? And if you say, yeah, that's worth it, then you're fucked, my friend. You are fucked. And you will never be fucking free. I mean, you can keep listening to this show for tidbits and little insights, but you will never be free until you finally bring yourself to the table in a way where you're committed to your own freedom. And how you get committed is you own it. All right, Stephen,
0: what do we got next? Gary, I'm going to take you to the opposite end of the spectrum here. Our next question comes from Christine. Christine says, My husband had an affair, and while it's been two years that we've worked through, I really want to tell the other woman's husband. I always have. I convince myself in and out of it, but I feel like I owe her a dose of her own medicine and that actions shouldn't go without consequences. What are your thoughts?
1: Ooh. All right, I can hear the kind of temptation for vengeance. And I got it, I understand. Society right now is a complete shit show. We'll become obsessed by being right. We're just obsessed by it. It's like it's so invasive. People are a lot less interested in peace and fulfillment and happiness and joy than they would lead you to believe. So, what I'd like you to do is think about that moment when you experienced that, when you found out about your husband's affair. Okay? And by the way, somewhere in there, like you're holding her more accountable than him. And I'm not talking about blame. I'm talking about holding somebody to account. You have no relationship with her really beyond the one that he had with her. Your relationship's with him. And is he being accountable for who he said he would be? And if he is, then good. Has he done the work to complete the circle for you? This notion of vengeance is you now saying, "It's now my turn to pain you." Well, now you become the very thing that you say you're against. And again, I know there's those of you right now who are listening to what I'm saying, like you know, it's some sort of fucking abomination. Then you should start with the idea that you, and you got to get this right between the fucking ears. You have no interest in peace. You have zero interest. Incomplete in the past. You have zero interest in joy or happiness or any of that stuff. And in fact, you are invested, vested, completely given by this desire to inflict pain. I don't think you're that kind of human being. I don't think you're the kind of human being that wants to inflict pain on another. And I get the temptation, but I think it would be a betrayal of who you are. And I mean that. I think it would be a complete betrayal of who you are. I think you would get off on it for a little bit. I think you would get the high, the immediate high of vengeance. I hate that shit when I see it, like people getting people back. The reason I don't get people back is because I'm too busy moving forward. I'm too fascinated by what's here and what's next. I'm way more interested in being loving than being right. Some people might say, well, that makes you a soft touch. No, that makes me a relentless fucking force of nature. You can't stop what this is. You can't derail me. Fuck you. I'm a fucking love machine. <laughs> There's no stopping this fucking tsunami. So your desire to punish well understandable, I'm calling it a betrayal of who you are. And that would make you an asshole. I'm willing to bet. The vast majority of people who get into affairs think they're invisible and that no one will notice. And I know for sure they don't even imagine for a moment the damage that they're about to do. Not only to others, but to their sense of self. So if she's got the slightest inclination of awareness, she'll be having to live with herself right now. And if any of you have lived with things that you wish you hadn't done, you'll know it's a burden. If she's oblivious to it, like she's just blissfully unaware of her presence on the face of this planet, that's not somebody who'll get impacted by you anyway. They clearly don't give a fuck. So you're in a lose-lose situation. You need to get more interested in the future. Now, I'm going to add this little thing for you, though. You got to make sure you're complete with this thing, this whole episode. My suspicion is you're not. My suspicion is that your husband will have to carry this backpack around for the rest of your marriage. If that's the case, you don't have a marriage. When something's complete, it's complete. That's it. There's nothing more to be said about it. There's nothing more to be done about it. It's complete. And then when you, and I would really mean this for you, when you declare this thing complete, you're accepting him for all that he is and all that he's not. And all that he's done and all that he hasn't done, and you're choosing to love that person anyway. My dear, that's your fucking choice. You Cannot blame him for that choice now. So if he was at some point in the future to have another affair, Then you're going to have to look at your choices. But if you're saying, you know what, I love who he is and I believe him and I trust him and all that other good stuff, then this is now your choice. This is what you're choosing to live into. And then you can start there from a place of power, like I'm choosing all of the life that I've got and I'm choosing to be myself. I'm not choosing to be my worst self. I'm choosing to be someone who lives with some sense of Honor of who I am. Like who I would consider myself to be. And I think if more people did that, it wouldn't eradicate all the shit that we have to deal with in life. But I'm telling you, it would be a lot less of it. Honor who you are. Get your eye on the future. Get your eye on the present. And own and accept your choices. All right, Stephen, do we have time for one more?
0: We definitely do. Our last question is coming from Ashley, and it's a bit of a story, so bear with me here. My boyfriend and I have known each other for 24 years, but just recently decided to date. The only issue I have is the fact that he is still really good friends with his ex-wife. He talks about her occasionally, they hang out whenever they exchange their son, and they text a lot about things that don't have anything to do with their son. I realize my insecurities are the issue, but I'm not sure how to stop letting their friendship bother me. I have this fear that he isn't over her and that I'm going to end up being left, which scares the shit out of me because this is the best relationship I've ever had considering it stemmed from an amazing friendship. So how do I let go of that fear and insecurity? I'm just not sure how to do that when I get that painful feeling in my chest when he's talking to or about her. I don't really want to talk to him about it because I know it's me and that's the problem and he's not doing anything wrong. I just don't know how to accept that or what to do to get past the fear and insecurity.
1: All right. So there's a couple of pieces to this. There's two or three different pieces, but I'm going to give them all to you, obviously in no particular order. (laughs) So uh, the first one is congratulations. Like you've got yourself in a situation that a lot of people would give their left arm for and something you should remind yourself of frequently. Secondly, I like that you're saying I have this, I have this fear. You didn't go into some diatribe about his behavior, like what he's doing and not doing. It never works to sell somebody to change what they do. That never works. For all intents and purposes, that person is currently just doing themselves. They're just being themselves. They're out there just doing what they think they would do. And then, you know, somebody comes along and says, but I don't like it when you be yourself. Could you be somebody else, please? So I like that you're not taking that approach. You could make a request of him. You could make a request and say, look, I'm currently dealing with this thing about myself and I'm requesting your support with this. And not like a manipulation, like really I'm authentically dealing with this. And I get hooked and triggered when you text that person, like it brings up experiences of myself that I don't like. So my request is that either you don't do that as many times as you currently do it, or when you do do it, that I have the freedom to share with you how I'm currently feeling. Not how you're making me feel, but how I'm currently feeling. Now, you can make that request to somebody. You should also realize, though, that they're free to say no. Like, they might say, well, no, I'm not comfortable with any of that. Which is fine, too. It doesn't fucking mean anything. Just, you know, they want to be themselves. Okay? And I know there are some of you right now, oh, no, my alarm bells are going off and they're talking to their ex and just fucking give me a break. So if you come at this from this approach, and I do like the way you're coming at this, you're constantly looking at yourself, not as a way to victimize yourself or blame yourself, but I can sense this kind of curiosity with you, like, what is this thing that's going on with me? This experience of betrayal you're having is a childhood one. So. Who betrayed you when you were a kid? This is what you're terrified of. You're not terrified of him doing something like that. You're terrified of having to experience that again. That's what's under the water here, right? That's what's kind of making its way, prowling around in the shadows. It's that sense of, I don't want to experience that again. So that's currently what you're incomplete about. And that's why that item from your past continues to dominate. The one way to, to, do, to handle that thing, by the way, is to just normalize it. There's nothing wrong with you. You have a brain pattern for certain threats. And when it comes up, you have predictable responses. That's right. So then get them on loudspeaker. And that's just how you would say You would say, this isn't even about you. This is about me. I got fucked up by this when I was a kid. And I know you're not doing this now, but I get those familiar experiences. So if you sometimes see me going into that little emotional space, know that it's not about you. And I get really challenged when I'm triggered like that. And here's what you'll find, by the way. It brings you closer when you tell somebody your fears. This is something you got to develop. You got to develop your ability to be with him being himself. And it's not going to be easy. It's going to be tricky, but this is your challenge. This is you finally confronting the thing that for all this time you've been pretending doesn't impact you. This is why all those other relationships didn't work. This is why you went into them the way you did. Except this one's different because there's actual skin in the game here. Like there's a real commitment and a vulnerability on your part and you're exposed and I get it and it's fucking awesome. Being in love, being in a loving relationship It's not all fucking bells and whistles and honey and, you know, it's not all that. It brings together and rises to the surface every fucking painful incompletion of your past. When you're exposed like that, you're on the line. I love that you, even after all that, though, you're still loving. I love that. So this is a way of you deepening, expanding, and being loving with your partner. By sharing these things, but not, as I said, not like he's to blame. You got to keep taking that away from him. This isn't about you. This is my junk that's going on here. And I, I don't know, man, I just want to share it with you. I want to kind of get you. I don't wanna, I'm not even asking you to change anything. I just want to kind of get it on loudspeaker where I can make sense of it rather than just trying to internalize it all the time and bury it down there. So, yeah, I mean, given your past, this would be appropriate you know, that you would be triggered that way. It doesn't mean anything about him though. It doesn't mean anything about you. And uh, I don't know, maybe you could become friends with her too. And I know people are like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Listen, I'm all about healing. I'm all about fucking power. I'm all about completion. I'm all about finally having things settle down for you as a human being, being somebody who has a real say in your experience of being alive. And this is how you do it if you listen to all the podcasts and you read the books, I'm giving you the keys to the fucking kingdom of how to be a whole and complete human being at peace with who you are and producing extraordinary results. This is the sort of stuff that I do with my life. So I don't make my triggers somebody else's problem. It's not like I haven't done, I have done it, but I'm consistently looking to understand myself in new ways, my ego, my shit, my triggers, my mechanics, my wiring, and how it all plays out my life. All right. Thank you for your brilliant questions this week and uh, contributing to another great episode of Unfuck Nation. There's a lot of great stuff happening here around the nation. You're going to be hearing about it in the coming weeks and months. But of course, if you want to have a question or a comment or a subject discussed on the nation, please email me, connect at com or leave me a voicemail, 646 3 646 I love hearing from you. And not only do I want to hear about what you're struggling with, but I want to hear your victories. I want to hear what's going on in your lives. And if you've got more than 30 seconds to spare, leave a brief review. The reviews, the rates, the subscriptions all make a massive difference to the power of this program to make a difference in the lives of as many people as possible. That's going to wrap it up for this week. See you on the flip side.